The interlude is intended for mature audiences only, and definitely contains explicit content. Which, let's face it, is why you're here. You have to have a Phil Collins. You have to have a Phil Collins. He's singing and playing drums. Do we have to have Phil Collins in our threesome? (laughs) Hey, this is Grace. And this is Kit. And welcome to The The Interlude, Interlude, the sexiest game of chicken on the internet. Hey, Kit, how you doing? I am not sure what I'm in for with this one. Why don't you tell us what we're going to do tonight? Oh, well, first of all, let's start off with what we're drinking. I decided to go with a theme drink, as we always do. It's a simple drink. It is the Yuzu Mimosa. Because today, we are talking about Futanari porn. Futanari. (laughs) Yes. Now, this is something I'm familiar with from videos that Mm -hmm. I've seen online. Are you telling me that there is Futanari erotica as well? Absolutely there is. And you are going to get to read some. Oh, oh, I feel so lucky now. So fortunate. Uh, Okay, so that's what you have in store for me. Now, we were going to do something else with this session, weren't we? We were. uh, I had a, a whole other different type of episode planned, which I may down the line do because it's still something that I'm really excited about but in researching that and I won't give away what it was so that we could talk about it later I fell down the most delicious and delightful delightful rabbit hole of Futanari succubus erotica so I had never heard of this I'm reading this I'm like what is a futa I've never heard of this and I'm from San Francisco. I thought I knew everything that there was to know about erotica and kinks and fetishes and I did not know what I was what I was looking at. So I googled futa and the very first thing that comes up is the Federal Unemployment <laughs> Taxation <laughs> Act. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I am fairly certain that is not what futa porn was about. However, now I'm wondering if there's porn about that. I'm sure there is. It's um, a service sector of a different sort. Right. So I started doing some digging. I tried to look up what is a futa. Nothing. It was just, it just sent me directly to different kinds of porn. I was admittedly too scared to click on the links. (laughs) I was worried I'd end up on some kind of watch list. I mean, I'm already on a watch list, I'm sure. And I'm sure you are too. Well, fortunately, I think I have your back on this one because it turns out I've been doing years of research on this topic. I learn new things about you every day. So this is something that is very common if you search for um, any sort of animated porn on, uh, you know, any your favorite porn site. Uh, you know, any any sort of hub where you might find porn, uh, for example. <laughs> um, now, allow me to 
get a little didactic here for a moment, uh, because uh, futanari is a Japanese term, and yeah. uh, it literally means two forms or two shapes. Uh, futa is a word that denotes a pair, but specifically a pair of people. So the interesting thing about Japanese, and this is casting way back to my Japanese classes in college, is that they have different counting words for different types of things. So where we would say a pair of something or a trio of something, uh, they have different words for pair or trio, depending on whether the, whether the thing that you're counting is uh, long and cylindrical, like a pencil or a pen or something like that. Uh, that would be one word. Uh, whether it's flat like a plate or a piece of paper or a book, that's another word. Uh, and they have different counting words for small animals, for large animals. Um, wow, that's fast. So what are, pe- are we cylindrical people? Are we cylindrical? Are we Well, people plates? are a totally different thing. Okay. And that is where futa comes from. Uh, so futa means two people. Okay. As opposed to uh, like nanbiki, which would be uh, two small critters like squirrels or, uh, you know, salamanders, things like that. Or uh, uh, I think it's actually Nihon, which is uh, oddly the same word for Japan. Nihon is oh, okay. uh, two, I think it's two books or maybe maybe two pieces of paper. I can't, I can't remember uh, exactly which kind of words are what. But you can see that they, they or hear that they sound totally different. They do. They do. And when I looked this up, I I found a site that just had renderings and drawings mm-hmm. of, of these creatures. And they all had something in common. Mm-hmm. And so what I deduced from, from these comics and these drawings is that they are overtly female, very feminine forms, large breasts, but horns, tails... And monster dongs. Monster dongs. Monster yes. dongs. So so huge. Would this fall under the same category as the Bigfoot porn? Is this considered monster porn? I think it could definitely be considered a form of cryptid porn. Right, cryptid right. or monster well, erotica. So is uh, yes and no. I mean, it depends, I guess, on on the narrative uh, because no one no one really tells. Fables. Well, no, that's not entirely true either. There are actually fables of uh, uh, celestial beings or gods or like spirits that mm-hmm. have two forms and, and swap back and forth, especially in Japanese uh, mythology. Well, the succubus part—that's that's something I'm familiar with from growing. Yeah, up the succubus in would be very church. supernatural. Yeah, you know, yeah. the succubus is the the female demon that comes in the night and robs men of their virtue. <laughs> As if we had it to begin with. Right. As if any of us did. Right. So uh, getting back to the, the two-form thing, that makes total sense because uh, the fact that they're using the counter word for person means that it's two-person forms. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, more specifically, like two sex indicator forms. So uh, you have a female body with a huge dick. Monster dong. Right, exactly. Monstrous. And of course, that's what the popular consciousness has seized upon, because who doesn't want tits and dicks on the same same character? I'd be hard-pressed to, to answer that question. I, it, it could just as easily mean uh, a very masculine-bodied person with a vagina, but we never see that. True. Um, what's interesting about the excerpt um, that I'm going to have you read 
And you'll have to tell me if this is typical of the format or the genre, mm-hmm. is that the person that beco- becomes the futa actually reverts back to a, a, just a regular female form when not engaged in sexual congress. <laughs> so in modern interpretations of futa, that's actually remarkably common. Okay. So it's it's very common for uh, the female characters in these stories to grow dicks as a result of magic powers or curses or uh, chemical alteration or uh, who knows what. So yeah, yeah, it's it's very common for the the dick to be situational. It's a contextual dick. It is contextual cock, cock textual. It's cock textual. So in this particular. Um, excerpt that we're going to read it is the result of taking what i can only describe as the most intense boner pills known to man wow yeah yeah so i uh i went through and i will tell you i did read this entire it's a short book it's pretty short as most of these things are i couldn't put it down i was it was fascinating because in my mind there were so many themes that were just kind of thrown out there now you're just gonna read one part of it but it's 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 very fascinating and i'll let you read it and then i can kind of get into some of the other parts of the book but let me set this up for you you pull up the excerpt for me the name of this book the futa pill uh there's a complete series parts one through three by J. Harper. That's J, the letter J. Yes. J, J, A, Y. So um, I'm, I'm going to set this up just a little bit. We've got three characters here. Um, we've got <laughs> Ashley, Miranda, and Caitlin. Oh, a nice FFF threesome. Yes. Yeah. Futa female, Futa female, female threesome. Furious female, Furious female Futa, Futa yes. threesome. <laughs> part of the Fast and the Furious series, but yes, a little bit different. So Ashley... Uh, the Fast and the Futia. <laughs> the Fast and the Futia. The Fast and the Futa. Vin Diesel did not sign on for that one. Vin um, Diesel. <laughs> Please tell me there's a porn star with the name Vin Diesel who has a shaved head. There will be soon, uh, just as soon as I register that domain name. Okay, yes, please pick that up. All right, so here's our players. We have Ashley and Miranda. Ashley and Miranda are roommates. And then we have Caitlin. Caitlin is Ashley's drug dealer. And she's the one who gives Ashley these extreme boner pills. The extreme boner pills, the futa pills. So, to set this up, Ashley takes far more than the recommended dosage. You're supposed to take four or less. She takes 15 of them because go big or go home, right? Turns her into a complete just raging boner attached to a body. Just, you know, and it's it, it's it's very much like the Incredible Hulk, the way that they describe the boner growing out of her. The monster dong, if you will. I um, mean, any boy who's been through high school probably knows that. I'm, I'm sure they do. But like a bu- bu- busting out of the pants and everything. So, of course, at first she's very alarmed. And then she must do something about this. And what better way to get rid of all of this pressure than to turn to her dearest friend and roommate, Miranda. So, uh, she finds, though, that after she comes, uh, everything goes back to normal. And she's back to just being a female. Monster Dong's gone. All the throbbing parts, everything goes back to normal. But then when she tries to masturbate, 
it doesn't work. She can't quite get there. She can't quite get there. And she knows I need to grow my monster dong back. How do I do that? Oh, no. So she has to go back to her dealer to get more boner pills. And the dealer's like, I'm out, man, but I have an idea. <laughs> an idea. Think about what what was happening the first time your monster dong emerged. And, of course, that's, that's her roommate. And she thought about fucking her roommate. Grows it back. So the key to growing the monster dong back is to think of her roommate. That is a very common trope in futa okay. porn actually to, okay. to to invoke this spell or or have this this special power to grow to grow a dick okay um i'm so, looking forward to reading this let me set up the scene for you ashley and miranda have gone back to caitlin's house because ashley has decided that she wants to she needs to permanently have this monster dong. She can't go back and forth, so she needs more pills. And uh, Caitlin has made more pills for her using Ashley's own cum from the last time she transformed. Pressed it into pills. It's almost like when you have a baby and the placenta, you dry it up and use it in pills because it's supposed to give you magic power. So um, that's where we are. We are now uh, in the home of Caitlin. Caitlin and Ashley have both transformed. Caitlin is now permanently a, a Futa succubus, a Futanari. She's got the dick okay. all the time. Wait, but, but she's not actually a succubus. She's just a, a normal person who, who is a Futa. I'm, I don't think she qualifies as a succubus, no. Right. Not, okay. in this, okay. not in this instance. Not, not infernal in origin. No. Okay. Uh, now Ashley is, has transformed too. And there's Miranda. They're looking at her like they're a piece of meat. And they know that they both need to take this woman to satisfy their monster dongs and miranda is the drug dealer who no caitlin's the drug dealer Ca oh miranda Miranda's the roommate the roommate who has oh. not taken any pills okay. she's still just a regular lady okay so that's the okay. scene we're at caitlin's house caitlin and ashley have both transformed monster dongs they look at miranda and scene <laughs> take it away they collided with each other Miranda was stuck in the middle as they wrestled for control over her, cocks pressed against each other, tits touching. The next few moments went by in a daze of pre-cum launching, muscles colliding, and moans of pain and pleasure sounding from each one of them. At first, Miranda feared for her life when being squeezed between them, but as they struggled, they eventually found themselves sharing her. Ashley pulled Miranda close by the hips and picked her up, raising her cock so that it would slide into that delightfully wet pussy. Caitlin tried to pull Miranda away, but was overcome by the feeling of her cock touching that plump ass. The two monstrous women soon put the head of their cocks into Miranda, one in her pussy from Ashley, and one in her asshole from Caitlin. With a simultaneous thrust, their cocks went inside Miranda at the same time. Miranda screeched and held on to Ashley for dear life as her pussy and asshole were being ripped apart by those two enormous cocks. The pain was so great that she teared up, but the pleasure was so good that she didn't want them to stop. Every thrust from them gave her both agony and ecstasy. Her nails dug into Ashley's tough skin as she let out a scream. Fuck! Fuck! F fuck! She screamed with every thrust. Yes! Mm -hmm. Ashley uttered, I'll never get tired of your pussy. Ah! Caitlin screeched. Her asshole is so tight! Fuck! 
Looking up at Ashley, tears streaming down her face, Miranda met her eyes and instantly desired to be filled with the semen of this muscular goddess. With every thrust, every burst of pre-cum from that monster cock into her pussy, she wanted the explosive ejaculation even more. She pressed her head into Ashley's large, soft tits like they were two pillows, and she longed to be absorbed into her, to become one with her. Ashley felt the same way. Although she wanted Miranda to herself, as soon as she put her cock into that amazing pussy, she couldn't stop thrusting and let Caitlin fuck her girl in her asshole while immersed in the bliss. <laughs> this was the best feeling in the world. It felt better fucking her now than it did the first time, and the time after that. So this is our third time. This is our third, third time. time. Ashley didn't want any other woman other than Miranda. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, that was correct. Ashley didn't want any other woman other than Miranda to fuck for an eternity. Whatever they were before, friends or lovers, they were definitely something else now. Bonded for life. Fuck, here it comes, Ashley shouted, holding on to Miranda tightly as she felt her cock preparing to unleash a load that was going to be unlike anything that she had felt before. It was all ready to go directly inside Miranda. I'm coming soon! Ah! So close! Come inside me, Miranda pleaded while staring up at Ashley with eyes that longed for her. Ashley, please, come inside of me! Don't come before me, Caitlin demanded. She fucked Ashley even harder in her ass as she said, I'm gonna come inside her first! Fuck off, Ashley roared. Using all of her strength, she pushed Caitlin back and sent her tumbling backward, her cock finally out of Miranda's ass. Ashley now had Miranda all to herself. Hey, said Caitlin angrily, don't leave me out of this. Ashley and Miranda ignored her as they got closer to coming together. They kissed passionately, both moaning as they did. They were seconds away from reaching a climax that felt like it would unite them together forever. Breaking the kiss, Ashley clenched her teeth and tensed up, her cock twitching and shooting out massive amounts of pre-cum as she reached the moment before the orgasm. Everything faded except for her and Miranda. I'm coming! Miranda was no longer capable of speaking as she reached an orgasm with her and squealed, Ah! Should I try that again? Please never make that noise in bed, please. <laughs> oh. There's going to be a whoop reel just of those. Right? How many times you can say, ah. <laughs> Ashley gave one last powerful thrust as she launched her cum into Miranda, her cock throbbing hard with each eruption, and her knees buckled. She almost lost balance from how good it felt to come inside Miranda once again, and this time it was an orgasm that would unite them forever. Miranda was melting with pleasure, holding on so tightly to Ashley, and didn't want to ever let go. The cum kept coming for a full minute before Ashley finally started to calm down. Fuck, she said with a deep, relieved sigh. So fucking good. Miranda was still holding on to her, eyes closed. She wished for that cock to stay inside of her forever, for it to come inside of her forever. Nothing mattered to her now except for Ashley. I love you, Miranda said. I will always love you, Ashley. 
What did you just do to me? I made you read some very romantic. It, it ended up being kind of sweet, right? I have a lot of questions okay. about biology and the author's understanding of it. Uh, tenuous at best. Tenuous at best. Yes. But it is, we'll say, supernatural in origin. So sure. I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. But even more than that. The repetition, like the repetition of exactly the same phrases gets a little Mm -hmm. monotonous after a while. I feel like there was a lot more potential to this. There really was. But one thing I want to give it up to the author is that they really captured one of the biggest pitfalls of a three-way situation where you got the odd man out syndrome. Oh, that is the worst. It's not cool when that happens. No. Um, It's not cool. I have been on the receiving end of being the odd man out, but only Mm -hmm. because I got real bored. (laughs) Um, I had a situation where it was uh, me and a a friend and a a dude, and I had been, you know, been with the dude for a while. I was just like, ah, I've seen that. I've done that. Wasn't as excited to have sex with him as a person who was their first time with this guy, and... After a while, I was just like, eh, I'm going to go hang out over here in the other room and text. Hey, guess where I am right now? <laughs> sure. But OK, so that is. But I, I voluntarily made myself the odd man out. Exactly. I, I was yeah, bored. Yeah. The, poor Caitlin. Think about think about it from Caitlin's perspective. Oh, she's I've been the, there. She's the one. Well, but even with that, she's the one who gave Ashley the pills to even make it possible for her to fuck Miranda. And she launches her out of this delicious asshole. She's so close. Odd man out. And now they're professing their love for each other. And poor Caitlin, cock is still hard and unsatisfied. Yeah, I know. And right before climax. Ejected right before climax. And now they're all loving and and apparently bonded forever. Forever from the one minute orgasm. So, So tell me about your odd man out situation. I mean, just, I'm not sure there's too much to it. Like, yeah, the the other two people decided that they uh, would rather pay attention to each other. And uh, I I kind of felt like a third wheel a little bit. You know, it happens. I I feel like there's a lot of potential to rewrite the scene with clear communication and expressing (laughs) inclusion and uh, desire for everyone to be involved and caretaking, caregiving. But that's not where we are. That's not We're where talking we are. about futas. Uh, we we can do and and we will I think some at some point do an entire episode about threesomes because it is it's not you don't just throw three people in a bed and just let things happen like there is there is definitely protocols to follow. Mm-hmm. You have to have someone who's the director. So you know they're like an actor director. You have to have a Phil Collins. You have to have a Phil Collins. He's singing and playing drums. Do we have to have Phil Collins in our threesome? <laughs> Not Phil Collins, but a Phil Collins. I feel like I'm a lot of times the Phil Collins in our threesomes, and so are you. We switch off being the Phil Collins. Okay, yes. <laughs> when, <laughs> when one of one of us has our fill of being Phil. <laughs> We call in the other. <laughs> right, no, we're like a tag team. It's like a t- we're like totally like a tag team. It's a very delicate, unspoken dance we have. So our goal is that third person doesn't ever feel like a third wheel. Absolutely. That's a very important thing when you are an established couple bringing in a third person. Your responsibility to that third person is not to make them feel like they're the third wheel. 
They're and the guest star. Exactly. And that is the difference between some of the good stuff about having threesomes, uh, you know, with a couple and a, a third person they mm-hmm. bring in, and being abject unicorn hunters. Yes. As yes. I think we've mentioned before. Uh, also worth mentioning is that I think that we have already talked about foursomes uh, a little bit. On, on this podcast Just before. And threesomes are remarkably different. Mm-hmm. So you would think that, you know, adding one other person is uh, a pretty similar dynamic. Three people, you have a much high, higher risk of having the odd person out syndrome. Absolutely. So I, I really did appreciate that there was a nod to that very, very common thing. Usually when you're reading about threesomes in erotica, everything goes perfectly. Everyone's mutually satisfied. It's this beautiful experience. So I appreciate mm-hmm. the realism in this very unreal <laughs> fiction. You know, that that is a good point. Yes. Would you say this almost gets into cuckolding fetish? A tiny bit. I think it might. Although Caitlin didn't seem too happy about no, it. No, that's true. So. Well, but for for us the readers, if we oh we for us to, the readers, yeah. yes, yeah. If you're into that whole thing, yeah. um, but that that was just a tiny touch of realism that in a book that is full of absolutely zero realism. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think that was really well done. But I I think it's very interesting that you find that kind of ending more more in a romance novel where the man and woman fuck and it bonds them for life and it's this beautiful experience. But in erotica, that's not really something you see very often. Not so much, no. It's, no, 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 no. That's more, the romance novel has that kind of stuff, but not as graphic of the sex. But this was, I thought that was very interesting because the fact that it was a woman with a cock fucking a woman they fall in love from the act of, of sex because that is what happens to women, right? We just, we fall in love anytime there's a dick near us. I mean, according to erotica, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that is absolutely not true. No, no, it's not. It's not true. Yes, oxytocin is a thing, but no, that's not true. This was a delightful read. My review of this is, yes, read this. It's I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed reading the whole thing. It's a very short book. It's not, you know, not a whole huge thing, but it's the Futa Pill complete series. If you uh, have Amazon Kindle and you are a Kindle Unlimited, it's zero dollars. It's, it's free. Yeah. It's a, it's a good 30, 40 minutes of your life that you will say, oh, you know, that was different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's a, a lot of uh, departure from the norm in this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of transgressive things. I mean, the yes. whole idea of women, uh, you know, growing dicks is is something that you don't see very often. And, uh, and no one, of course, goes into the, the further implications. Do they now stop earning 70 cents on the dollar, for example? Because <laughs> um, of the dicks. Exactly. One uh, thing that uh, that didn't come through in the, in the excerpt, but was in the book because I read the whole thing is the fact that prior to taking these pills and growing the monster dong Ashley was not super sexual she was not horny she didn't desire sex she didn't desire her roommate at all it was the fact that she grew the dick that's what made her a sexual creature and I think that's a very telling Mm. uh, a very telling uh, turn of events that that really speaks to how in larger society women are not seen as having their own agency and their own sexual desire but as soon as she became basically became a de facto man and grew the dick then it was like hey off to the races not only am I horny I am going to just take my roommate 
She did ask for consent though, which was great. But I'm just gonna take, I'm gonna rip her, literally rip her in half with my monster cock because I cannot stop myself. Wait, wait, literally rip her roommate in half. Well, at least the very small. Okay, all right. Just, just making sure that if there was anything else like of that that grotesque nature uh, that that anyone listening to this should be advised about. I mean, you've got to think about that if you've got a monster cock in both your vagina and anus. There's mm-hmm. going to be some tearing, fourth degree tear, possibly. You know, that's the childbirth type stuff happening there. Yeah, but consider consider the biology that we just read. Okay, true. That like, there's no biology. Yeah, I, I could easily see someone saying, oh, well, you know, the recipient just uh, because of contact with the, the juices becomes that much more elastic or something. And in fact, in, in visual futa porn, it's uh, because it's animated, mm-hmm. it's very common to see, uh, again, relatively grotesque in, in the original meaning of the word, depictions like, you know, uh, you know the, the shape of the, the cock, uh, like actually being visible in the the person who's receiving it yep i uh i made the mistake of in my google search clicking on a twitter profile of someone whose persona is a futa and that was one of the said you know sensitive content i'm like oh what's this and yeah Mm -hmm. that's what it was it was someone being penetrated animated you could see the outline of the phallic the phallus going in and out because it was in it, it yeah and, and that's actually remarkably common in animated porn, uh, regardless of whether it's food or not. Um, one other thing, too, that I thought was really interesting, and this, this, was, this happened in the scene you read, but it happened throughout the book. There seems to be a, a big preoccupation with pre-cum. I noticed that. I was wondering Why? about that. What is that about? Because in my experience, and I have a, a decent enough sample size, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pre-cum is almost never something i encounter very rarely do i encounter that and if i do encounter it it's a drop or two exactly i think you encounter it more often than you think okay. but because it's there's so little of it mm-hmm. you probably don't notice i mean i've definitely noticed it a few times a few times yeah absolutely but, but. it just seemed like in this they were really focused on the pre-cum and and having it shoot out and shoot out and shoot out and mm-hmm. there was a lot mm-hmm. of it and i'm, I'm just really baffled by what is it about the pre-cum? What is so exciting about that? So I've got some, I've got some theories. Okay, let's hear this. Well, I've, got, I'm, I'm I've got one major theory. Anyway. I'm baffled. I suspect that the pre-cum is a way to have the satisfaction of, of some sort of transfer, some sort of, of exchange uh, between the, the two people involved without having the actual climax. Because, of course, when you reach the climax, that's sort of the natural point where the scene starts drawing to a close. And that is so heteronormative. It is. just very patriarchal. It is. It is. Well, I mean, when you're talking about dicks, you're basically talking about the patriarchy. Yes, you are. And I want to just tell everyone out there, it doesn't have to end just when the dick is finished. No. It does not have to end when the man comes. It shouldn't end. It doesn't. And yet... keep going. In so many of these books, not even in so many of these books, in in real life, in Mm -hmm. so many dates that I've heard about... Uh, not just from you. That's kind of like where things stop. The man comes. Okay, great. It's done. I don't like that. No. And that should not be the way it is. It should not be the way it is. That should not be the end of the story. So I think this was a, a real lack of imagination mm-hmm. on, on the author's part. You go back, you pull out that strap, and you, you go back in there. Yeah, get, yeah. Back get in the, the strap game. on. Yeah, get exactly. back in the game. It's extra Hell, innings. Get the double strap on. Right. 
I mean, poor Caitlin sitting there, still unsatisfied. But. Poor Caitlin. I, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you. Uh, please go out and get this book, and you can find out what happens to Caitlin in the end. <laughs> in whose end? <laughs> in the end. Oh. Yes. So, um, one other thing that I did want to, to tackle was the intersection of uh, Futanari and people who are transgender or intersex mm-hmm. uh, or any of, of a number of things that this sort of brings uh, topics up for. Because unfortunately, futa porn is remarkably unkind, essentialistic, and um, just generally not very progressive about anything like that. It's, it's still a very heteronormative thing. Um, of course it's, it is. It's, it's a terrible depiction of anything relating to these issues that are in the real world. It's focused on the dick. Yeah. Like, we don't have enough of that in society. Yeah, it, basically the entire point of, of food porn as it is classically depicted in, in all of these things, in this book, in, in videos, is it's got the appeal of a penis fucking someone, mm-hmm. but without the need to have a male figure. It's got that much more that the the viewer can objectify or the reader can objectify. I actually think that's 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 actually a little bit feminist in that yeah, okay, there's a dick, but it's not attached to a guy. <laughs> well, yes, but it's still like the point of the person attached to the dick uh, mm. you know, by contrapositive uh, is to be another pair of tits. Okay, I take back what I said about being feminist because now that I think about this this story, uh, once the dick was grown, that person became very typically male mm-hmm. in their actions mm-hmm. and in how they treated the other people around them. Yeah. Um, it turned them into monsters, basically. So mm. what have we learned today? From this, I learned that the male penis as a proxy for manhood is is a very pervasive theme. And that we define maleness by the penis. And of course we know not all males have penises. Mm-hmm. They just don't, that's not a thing. Lots of people that are male identifying don't. You've got intersex people, you've got all of these things going on. Mm-hmm. But the penis, the sword, all of these things, they're, they're very strong symbols of what it means to be a man in our society. I think we already knew that, but I definitely learned that's just, man, you just can take the penis and attach it to something and, oh, you've made a man. You've made a man. <laughs> I also learned I that this was a thing. I didn't know. I had no idea. Absolutely zero idea that this existed. I am so happy to have gotten to explore this with you oh, for the first time. My gosh. Yeah. This is delightful. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not going to lie. There were parts of the book I was reading. I'm like, this is kind of hot. But then... <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. The writing, I'm sorry, Jay Harper. I'm just going to have to harp on your writing a little bit. A lot of repetition of words. Get a thesaurus. Just just get a thesaurus. Not just words, entire phrases. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Get uh, a little bit of variety in there. Um, There are other ways to convey, you know, sort of the things that were being said. And I felt like the writing was a little uh, stilted in trying to make sure it depicted exactly who was doing what. Uh, right. You know, it was almost like the names were thrown in there kind of as an afterthought. Uh, yeah. So uh, as, a, as a literary review, a critical literary no. review. No, yeah. 
Not not great writing. Not uh, great writing. I feel like this is something I could have written in you know an hour or two. And maybe it was. It seems as if that is. I mean, the case. we bought it, and we're telling other people to buy it. So <laughs> it's it's definitely it's worth. Does it matter? It's worth nothing. It's worth free. It's worth reading for free. It was it was a real real fun forty five minutes yeah. of my life. But yeah, that's uh, my eyes are opened. This is a whole new world. I don't know if it's a world that I want to explore any further. But I did not know this existed, and I'm continually amazed by what human beings can think of to get off. I love it. <laughs> and what I learned is that I clearly need to practice my sex screams for <laughs> reading erotica. You really do. Ah! <laughs> Please don't do that. Here at the Interlude Podcast, we love tops and subs. That's topics and subscribers. Is there something you'd love to hear us talk about on a future episode? Email us at interlude at wholeassproductions.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-L-E-W-D. Or find us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at interludepod.